It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. That's me, Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Today, we're going to be talking about everything that is artificial intelligence and cannabis with an emphasis on marketing. Right now, you guys have probably heard all about ChatGPT and maybe the easiest, um, most convenient way to bring that into your ecosphere is, is marketing. So we're going to dive all into that. First up, I'm going to bring up our first guest host, which is Simone, before we bring on our final guest, Sam of Spring Big. Simone. Thanks for being on Hello. the edge. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Cannot wait to unpack some AI and see where this goes. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, Simone Simakula Radzins, you are the money and mindset coach at Freedom yes. Sun, yes. marketing and AI coach yes. at MarketingPro.ai, and yes. podcast host at Cannabis Business Minds. And for those that don't know, Simone is absolutely a valuable asset in the cannabis industry. She's knowledgeable, experienced tax expert, and committed to providing her clients with the highest quality services. Um, I had AI write that bio for me, by the way. Well, that's good. Pretty good job. <laughs> I, I agreed with it. I definitely think it's accurate. Um, unlike some other things, uh, you know, when we were in the green room, I was talking to you about last podcast I did where AI hallucinations don't always give you the accurate information. So when I had a couple of guests last week, uh, AI just spit out all kinds of fake information, which was hilarious. They, they called me on and said, you know, I, I've never worked for that company. I've never done that. Um, so it's kind of funny. You, you definitely need to have um, humans behind it. So although it's exciting and interesting, um, it's definitely not all that accurate. Um, but so that's my take on it. Yes. Um, I agree. I agree. And I disagree. I think it's exactly how you use it. Right. And mm -hmm. what's funny is that our whole conversation came up when you were asking chat GPT probably five months ago now, what were the top cannabis podcasts? And you're, and I remember you sent me an email. You're like, ChatGPT says this. And I was like, wow, okay, Cannabis Business Wise is on the top five. This is amazing. So I'm hoping that wasn't a hallucination. I'm hoping that was <laughs> Yeah. How are you using it right now? What's, what, like, either personally oh or professionally, what, what is your, like, main go-to and how are you kind of incorporating this in your... So I've incorporated it into everything. So it came out 11, November 2022. February is when I started to really dive into it. And I spent like three hours, like after I got the hook of it and what I needed it for. So I use it for my creative liaisoning, for media, for content creation, and also for brainstorming. And so once I start, once I started to get the hook of it, I was able to do like three work, three months work of of content production, marketing in three hours. So I was like, well, this is pretty phenomenal. And so what I do with it, so what I did with it and what I do with it are different. So what I did with it was building out a creative brainstorming. I started really focusing because I'm a numbers person. I'm a systems person. So I really started focusing on the comps mm -hmm. and the engineering, all related to marketing. So when we think about the marketing ecosystem for me, Yes, blogs are amazing, but at the moment, that's not that's not part of my marketing strategy. So I did get a little crazy, and it is good at writing blogs with the right prompt and with you knowing the SEO, with you taking the ownership of the marketing. But where I started to work on it was email marketing as well as social media. So social media posts, being able to 
landing pages as well. And then also I do a lot of course creation and content. So taking what I already have and iterating on it. So not reinventing the wheel. I also did practice because I am an accountant, seeing if it could help me calculate, you know, ROI, seeing if it could help me calculate some of the number stuff. And it kept giving me errors. And I was like, wow, this is very scary. Because I, because I'm also the expert in it. So I knew like, okay, hold on. You're telling me something that's not even accurate. You're giving me a number that's not. So now what I do is I train my team and I'm training other people how to use it because I'm curious what your belief is, but my belief is like, it's so overwhelming. There's so many tools. If you are, if you know what your goals are, if you're focused on one thing and you're running a business and you have departments or people working for you, then use it at one part, master it until you can go on to the next. And I didn't do that in February. I was creating books. I was creating blogs, but they haven't been used. They haven't been published because we didn't have the manpower to really do the editing, do the refinement and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it can be um, challenging. I've talked to people because I, I find it exciting. I find it interesting. And so when I'm expressing that people kind of vibe with that, and they're like, Oh, I've wanted to write a book too. Um, you know, I, I've written several books, kids books and puzzles and games. And I think I've got over a dozen published. Um, but it is tedious. It is not easy. And I just did it to um, see if it was um, something that was was feasible. And it is. But at the same time, I think people look at it like a spreadsheet and say, I don't know what a macro is. I don't know what a VBA is. There's all these amazing tools and extensions, but um, I need somebody who's reputable. I need somebody who's experienced. I need somebody to help lead me down that path because I don't even know where to start. Yeah. So having said that, let me give like a little uh, one minute quick intro, I guess, on what you can do with it. Just kind of summarize the, some of the points that you brought up, Simone. So let's, let's take a yeah. look at this. Let's say you have a particular article or a YouTube video and you want to generate newsletters or tweets or threads, LinkedIn posts, whatever done automatically based on those articles in YouTube. You've probably seen it with ChatGPT. You can definitely do it there. So although you may have seen it on ChatGPT, here's another alternative. Here's a taste of what's on the menu. I stumbled upon a blog about mental models. Could be anything. I tossed the URL into Tuggin.ai. Click to generate. Voila. A scrumptious, engaging Twitter thread that leaves plain AI-generated content in the dust. Want to cook up unique long-form newsletters? Just grab any context or content you like. Drop the link. Pick the newsletter type. Click generate. You'll get a delectable newsletter that satisfies your reader's appetite for value-packed content. You can even upload your company website URL. Pick the email type. Click generate. And bam, seven piping hot emails ready to serve and boost your sales. So on the surface, it looks really inviting and efficient and, and fun or whatever. But the reality is to your point about not publishing those books that you made is because you need the manpower to really look at that. Because if this is your brand, this is your baby, you need something reputable. These, a lot of these companies are not reputable yet. And so you really need subject matter experts and you need a team to read all through this stuff and make sure that it is um, to your liking. Because I'm not going to have AI speak for me unless I know exactly that it's going to say what I want it to and, and represent me and my business the way that it should. 
Absolutely. And you can create prompts that get you a little bit into the writing. So I think that's where the finessing comes, right? So if you've already created a piece that is up to you and there's amazing ways, like even the best hack that I'm doing right now is just using your phone, dictating what you like. I'll give an example. So because my background is in business operations, I've been volunteering at this charity in Portugal and I've been working on their operations. So I did a walkthrough of all the observations that I needed. I know how to do a walkthrough. I've done this for big businesses. So that wasn't hard. So I have the expertise to do it. I dictated it. So I have it on a dictation in my notes. I then put it into chat GPT. I had the prompt act as an operational specialist and write me a report. And I knew exactly the report that I needed. So I knew the, the, you know, how I wanted it ordered. I needed the observations, the recommendations, all that kind of stuff. So again, back to your point about expertise. And it generated me a report that I budgeted for myself an hour and a half to do. I was like, let me just try it with ChatGPT in five seconds. And it took me five minutes to edit it and put it a little bit because it was in my writing and it was great. So I think to the point is that that sounds, all this sounds so sexy. You see, do you notice how she didn't say content? She said content. So she's mm -hmm. probably AI, right? So I was like, wait, she didn't say, she didn't right. say it the way that, that we would say it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just really being to have, able to have the skepticism and leaning into the expertise, or like you said, working with the experts that can help you build the system to do it on your own. Yeah. Let's bring in one of those experts right now, yeah. Sam Harris with Spring Big. Sam, how you doing? Doing well, Josh. How's it going? Hey, Simone. Hey. Doing great. Um, so Sam Harris, co-founder of Spring Big. Sam's one of the four co-founders of Spring Big, which is a leading customer loyalty and marketing automation solution platform, uh, springbig.com. Um, how did you guys get into that? There's four of you guys, which I find like right off the bat, kind of interesting, uh, very unique. I've probably interviewed a few hundred people and very rarely do you find four co-founders. Is that right? Or, or did I get that wrong? Uh, five actually. Um, how does that, how's that work? And how'd you guys all kind of come together? Cause it seems like there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen and that generally doesn't, um, work out well. Yeah. So, um, Jeff, our CEO has been doing loyalty marketing for large retailers for like 30 years now. So he does Sony's loyalty program and he did office max and Victoria's secret and all these major brands. So he really came in with the know-how for what retailers wanted, um, out of loyalty and analytics specifically. Um, I have been making apps since I was uh, in high school. So software product development was relatively natural to me. Um, another one of our co-founders is Natalie Shaw. She came from a marketing background and was, is really adept at understanding markets and establishing market strategies. And then the fifth co-founder, I'm sorry, the fourth co-founder would be Andy Way, who's a very talented engineer. Yeah, it sounds like there's not they're not uh, co-founders, but actually just incredibly synergistic. So you have all of these individuals that have their own subject matter expertise rather than having like four chefs in the kitchen. You actually have a whole group of restaurateurs able to kind of just hit that ground running. So that's that's got to be incredibly beneficial. That's that's having a team hitting the ground running. That's really, really well, nice. Rather I love that because it really is like, because you, if you're trying to build something at scale, which they clearly are, they're helping, I think almost, I don't know how many states they're in, but I mean, they're helping tons of dispensaries in the United States and maybe Canada. Like you want to, if you can have people that are already ready to run all together and you've figured out the equity share, I think that's great. Yeah. So pretty much we all came to the table with different skills and uh, we managed to make it work. That's great. Uh, how, how are you guys, um, 
using AI right now or, or are you? Um, actually, let me take a step back. Before we get into Spring Big, I want to talk to you, Sam, personally. How, how are you using it, either on your own personal uh, time off or um, professionally? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm having a lot of fun with AI right now. Um, one problem I commonly run into is I'll use highly technical language to communicate with people who aren't necessarily comfortable with highly technical language. So mm. one thing I've been able to do is plug it into ChatGPT or Bard and have them kick, have, have either AI kick me back or a uh, way to phrase the language that I want to use in a way that's much more comfortable with people. So that's been really cool. Um, I've been using it for image generation. That's been helpful. Um, I've now, been, been for fun, like you're using like mid journey or something for fun, or is that for thumbnails for something or what's the yeah, purpose of the images? I have a two-year-old who's super into dinosaurs. And when I was a kid, you could get magazines about all this different stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, for some reason, you can't really. So, you know, mm -hmm. I made him a whole magazine about dinosaurs with nothing that wasn't generated by AI. And I'm, I'm having a blast doing it. You That's made right. that? This is, yeah. This, well, I... Wow. Yeah, and actually, That's here's cool. too. <laughs> 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 that is amazing. That's rad. Very cool. Yeah. And so with, with Spring Big, obviously you, you, you've dove into it the same way I did. I, I made some kids books to learn about crypto investing as well as the hemp and cannabis industry and then some stoner books, um, mandalas and word searches, whatever. I published 12 books on Amazon, all using artificial intelligence for the photos as well as the title of the book and the information inside. So all of the descriptions, um, whether it's the crossword puzzles or pictures, um, everything is is AI. So a lot of these images I came up with in an artificial intelligence software called Midjourney, which we're not going to get into. I never intended on writing a book. It was more proof of concept, but I am passionate about teaching education. I've been a part of Junior Achievement to teach kids about financial education, going into schools and been doing that since around 2000. So let's dive into something a little bit more simple than this, but giving you the same kind of concept. Let's say you find an article that you like and you want to either summarize it to learn a little bit more about it, do it quickly, or you want to do a podcast on it. Either way, there are ways to extract that information and make it more useful to you. So let's dive into how to do that using ChatGPT. You can go to openai.com and then click ChatGPT. And from within there, I'm going to type in learn colon and then the URL, and it's going to give me some information on that. Alternatively, I can go to bard.google.com. This is Google's version of ChatGPT doing the same thing. So what I like to do is say, create a 50-second um, summary that makes it a YouTube short. And I'll make it a shorter of 1,100 characters or 175 words. That's about one minute. Beyond that, I'm going to add, ask it to create 10 short yet engaging titles that incorporate SEO and keywords that are ideal for social media. I'm also going to go back to Bard and have it do the same thing and basically collect the best of those. So let's go to Bard and then have it create an engaging social media tweet. So now I've got my engaging tweet, including hashtags. So now that we have our title and our description that we can read for our YouTube short and our social media, let's look at an option where we could just plug this in and have AI do all of this for us. So you can throw it into a program called Descript for transcription, podcasting, 
You can also have it use your voice. So I'm going to show you this little commercial about an investment advisory group that I'm setting up. And I had ChatGPT create all of the information in here and it's using my voice. So this is not me speaking. This is AI. And there's a premium feature to this, which I have not paid for. And so you'll hear words um, gibberish being used. And that's in replacement of words that I would have to pay for. So this is just an example of what you can do, um, throwing it all together and having it automated for you. So check this out. Are you gibber life on the edge, taking risks at every turn? Investing can be just as risky with unpredictable market jabber and complicated financial strategies. But with RoboAdvisor Heroes automated investment platform, you can have the freedom of jabber without the risks. With Rot, you can automate your investments and enjoy your wild and adventurous jabber while we manage your portfolio to create capital preservation with above market returns. With Rot, you can have peace of mind knowing that your jabber are in good disappointment. Rot jibber a hands-free approach to investing so you can focus on Living life to the fullest. We take the stress out of investing by Jibber, a simple and user-friendly platform. Whether you're seeking Jibber on the slopes, in the water, or in the air, Ra is always working hard to grow your investments. Jibber with RoboAdvisor Hero and experience the freedom of automated investing. Enjoy your wild and risky Jibber while we take care of Whatever. your finances. And uh, found it to be very tedious. I don't think many people would be able to get through the adversity um, that it creates. What did, what was your, were, you're obviously you're much more technical maybe than the average individual. Did you find it to be um, drag and drop easy or was it uh, more challenging than expected? No, it, it definitely wasn't drag and drop easy. You have to sort of interact with, you're kind of interacting with this thing that's sort of intelligent and really is just statistics. And you're sort of learning how the tool works the same way. Like you ever get a new grill and you sort of learn how you have to get your steak just right. So that was sort of my experience with using the different AIs is I sort of have to learn how they work, what words will prompt a direct response, what words are going to get me like some image that looks like Satan made it <laughs> or something <laughs> phrasing. Um, but I, I really enjoyed interacting with the different AIs and figuring out how to get the result I want. Yeah, you definitely need to be more of a prompt engineer on imagery than you do, I think, with anything else. You can kind of just peck away at a keyboard and get ChatGPT to create like a competitive market analysis um, or, you know, any kind of SWOT analysis, a, a um, business plan. It's one word kind of just pecking at the keyboard versus um, the imagery you need, which I, I think is kind of a metaphor in general is to is there's there's actually um prompt engineers. Uh, I don't know if you've, you've heard of, uh, there's an AI for that.com. If you need an AI tool, you go to there's an AI for that.com. And then you can search for prompt um, uh, optimization. And then you can just put in your two words and then it will optimize this prompt for you. So there are tools to help kind of get you through uh, and navigate the AI world. If you don't know what you're doing and you're looking for more drag and drop options. Um, having yeah. Said, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think, you know, it seems like we're in the really early stage of a gigantic tech leap. So the world really kind of changed within the last six months where, like, now I can make a dinosaur magazine for my kid so in, in, like, five hours, which is so crazy and so unimaginable before. I think that, I think we generally experience tech advancing in leaps. So, like, the last one maybe was, like, 15, 20 years ago when you got YouTube and Facebook, and now you can do things like this where we're live in front of people before you had to have a cable news station to do that. Like right now, your interface with the AI is basically, here's a text area, feed it text and hit enter. 
Like you can't even like highlight a portion of something you don't like and say, this is the piece I don't like, change it. And then like you can start imagining a million ways that branches off, like change it in this fashion. And perhaps it has a whole bunch of prompts for you because it knows that maybe you're not super technical at prompting AIs, but it's done this six million times. So it'll give you whatever. I, I think it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I run a hedge fund with my business partner that's all AI and it does all automatic trading. We tried to incorporate a chat bot um, to get more engagement on Twitter, but it you have to teach it. You have to train it. And it's very um, it doesn't know what it's doing. You know, it's kind of like ESL at first. You have to teach it the language and then the tone and then all of these other things. And, it, and so people kind of think that it's plug and play ready and it's not. And I'm wondering if you have any other options or ideas for bridging the gap between potential consumers and businesses trying to get their word across through like social media, which seems to be the, the easiest way to integrate this software or technology. So I think that, um, like you said, the training data is really where the gold is in AI. And your AI is only as talented as the data is effective that it's been trained on. So like Meta recently released um, their LLM called Llama, and they released it, I think in the last two weeks, they released it with a feature um, that allowed you to build your own AI on top of its own pre-trained model. So it's pre-trained on Facebook size and Facebook quality data loads. And then you can go ahead and start saying, you know, help me build a chatbot on Twitter for my hedge fund. Um, mm -hmm. I think that would probably be a really interesting approach. I think the other approach is for businesses that have a lot of data already built up. So like for instance, at Spring Big, we have a ton of training material for our retailers because it's a lot of what we do is kind of new to some people in terms of creating loyalty and incentive marketing programs. Um, so, you know, we've had to produce a, a ton of support, support material for people to be able to do it right. For us, we'll be able to plug all of this information into, um, you know, an AI and get a, tr a chatbot that's really effective at helping people, for example, navigate through the Springboard platform, which I think will be an effective use case for a lot of SaaS companies. Um, I think those are two options. Do you all think that it's the chatbot then? Like if, if a business is to invest in an asset, it's to build a chatbot? I don't know. Um, I think there's a lot of really like, so I think that a lot of people's favorite um, interaction with AI for a while has been YouTube recommending videos that they might like or Spotify recommending songs that they might like. So for us in our business, I think it'll be really interesting to do things like recommend cannabis, tones, deals that people mm -hmm. might um, mm -hmm. for us I think it's sort of like um, like imagine you know we had an AI that could say this is the specific loyalty level that you should set a reward at and these are the specific rewards that should be issued at that level um, that's a really effective way to use AI for us um, similarly if maybe the retailer says over seven days I want to run three campaigns and like this is the suite of products I'm going to include in that um, set of campaigns um, and then everybody gets a campaign when it's likely to be effective for them about something that they want to hear about in a tone that's comfortable with them and an image that's likely to get their attention. I think that's a really effective way to use the tech. Um, Simone, have you seen anything come through your LinkedIn inbox where it's an invitation and it just totally seems like it was written by AI and it's not personalized to you? Yeah, You've all the time. Do you... And emails as well. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> do you respond to those? Because I typically don't. I got, I got, um, I got uh, not scammed, but um, tricked, I guess, into thinking that they were real about nine months ago. And then I was like starting mm. to talk to them and then realize like, you're not really responding to the way that I would think that you should be responding and then realize, oh, this is a chat bot. So it's, it's actually kind of decent where it tricked me at first. And then now that I see it, it's, it's pretty obvious that it's fake. Do you actually yeah. respond to those individuals? Do you approve their connection? Well, you know what? I haven't noticed at that level. So if it clearly seems like spam, unless I'm trying to teach them, hey, you should try to develop business relationships in a different way. I'm not mm -hmm. going to waste my time. I even went on a rant today. I'm, I keep getting these emails. They're like, quick question. I'm like, come on, let's work with the subject lines. We've got chat GPT. But that's really sophisticated that it got you to that level. And what I've seen work very well is that have you guys received these emails? And I think it's a good marketing play actually where somebody will do a review of your website on a like a loom video and they're gonna talk to you but it's a script so it's a script that could be used for anyone and they are using ai to add in your name and your business but you're seeing your website so you're actually like wow this is actually a personalized experience for me and i'm hearing this and they i've been tempted to and i've been tempted to say hmm i wonder where i can explore that and i think it's a really good way but I think that people like, for example, I trained my assistant to do some posts and then we had to re-engineer the prompt because some of them was like, you ain't doing this. And I was like, I don't really talk like that all the time. <laughs> and so you can see like if there's embark or transformative or certain keywords now that are like clearly chat GPT or however they're engineering or that's my reticular activating system, at least looking at that, that I do notice it. But I'm pretty because I feel like a lot can't get past you. So it was a very good conversation that that person and I'm wondering how they did it actually if they had a script that somebody was copying and pasting or if they actually used a tool that linked up with LinkedIn do you have any ideas yeah it's called linked helper I ended up finding out eventually oh. um, so it yeah there, there's tools out there I, I didn't really find it to be that great eventually and maybe mm. initially and then you you figure out okay it's not not that helpful um, Sam wondering if, if there's um, ideas or, or existing um, alternatives to that where it, you can use the technology but again teach it to be more accurate more human <laughs> to to not just spam people but to um maybe first maybe even kick back the idea and say hey this is what we're going to do um, i'm kind of thinking like from a growing cannabis perspective there's a lot of mm -hmm. solutions where like is it environmental or is it nutrient-based um, we're not going to make the decision. What do you want us to do? And then you can click A or B on your phone and then the AI will implement that solution. I don't know if there's anything like that, but what I do know is that it doesn't seem yet to be really personalized um, and it needs a lot of uh, caressing. What's your take, Sam? Yeah, I think it's really interesting that the AI got you some months ago and not now. I, I saw a study recently that said that ChatGPT used to be able to accurately guess prime numbers at something like a 97% rate, and now it's like a 2% rate. So it seems like the quality of the AI is degraded in some significant capacity, which is really you know interesting. But again, I think we're at the early stage of something that's really big and going to play out over a couple decades. Um, yeah, I think that you, we definitely have to start where we're, where we're good, right? Like where the tech can be good. So like we can start with like figuring out when to message, 
like do you only shop on friday because you get paid on friday or because you're going to use the product over the weekend and like is it only after 6 p.m like a common experience people have is they'll say oh i was just talking to my friend about um buying new shoes and facebook is selling me new shoes now like let's get there i think and then like let's figure out the next parts because you're right i think if we had this trying to write individual campaigns for every member or like create an image for every member like i played with this if you go on to any of the image creators right now and you ask for pictures of cannabis it gives you really weird stuff not like what you would want to use to promote and a lot of our clients especially our really big clients are, are highly selective about what they're willing to promote to their members and what i've had to put medical marijuana or even hemp and then sometimes it'll it'll say this goes against our guidelines and then i will try to hit the button that says um do you want to uh, appeal? And I'm like, yeah, I want to appeal this. But yeah, to, to your point, they even um, I tried to do something on finance for Pornhub on their finances. And it's like, oh, no, we're not going to give you an image of that. So I had to do like exotic dancer and kind of like, you know, get you know, dance around the, the words, I guess. But um, it's I don't even use ChatGPT as much anymore because it, it has seriously gotten worse in the last two months. And I'm almost exclusively using uh, Google's version uh, of Bard. Um, so to your point about it degrading, absolutely. What what are the solutions then, Sam? What are you guys offering or will offer or what is the future of AI for marketing companies? We've talked a lot about different solutions and and ways of getting, um, you know, YouTube shorts or, um, you know, little, little things like that. But when like pulling it all together with a company's seriously wanting to look at like a, a uh, all-in-one solution from somebody who's reputable and a subject matter expert and doesn't have to deal with some of these AI hallucinations. What are you guys providing out there that can kind of help somebody that's looking into marketing and using better technology? I think in cannabis specifically, AI is a really awesome opportunity because there's just so many SKUs on the shelves. So like when you walk into an ice cream shop, like even like a crazy ice cream shop, you've got like 50 flavors and they're always those 50 flavors. But like in a, if you walk into a retailer, depending on the retailer, there could be like 20,000 SKUs on the shelves and like they're churning 5,000 SKUs every month. Um, mm. So it's really complicated to understand what's going on with your products as a retailer and as a consumer. Um, so I think that offers a really exciting opportunity. For us, the way we're trying to capitalize on that right now is first of all, normalizing all this data for retailers. Data in cannabis is super messy. So we have AIs that are trained to normalize the data so that retailers can sort of, instead of seeing like the same pre-roll spelled 20 different ways, they can just see the data the way they want to see it. Um, another thing we're working on and we have, but we're not really uh, releasing to retailers yet because it's not so finely tuned is a wholesale um, purchasing recommendation. So mm -hmm. we tell retailers what products will sell well with their customer base and what products will sell well with specific segments of their customer base. Maybe you're located in an area with a lot of older people and you only have younger consumers. So you want to get products on the shelves that are going to attract an older demographic. Um, this AI can do that. Uh, we're using it to help deliver with deliverability. It's, it can be complicated to deliver very heavy lines of SMS in a short time period. And we're using it to help do that. Um, and then in the near term, we want to do things like overdue scores, for example. So like, what if we could generate a number um, 
that either in negative or positive terms demonstrated how close you were to needing more cannabis. And then like, what if we could like track how your overdue score changes based on what you buy? So like maybe you buy something every week and then all of a sudden you bought like Josh's weed and you're coming in every three days. Another thing I think we could do is at least within a fine scope, individualized product suggestions. So say a retailer can say, I want to promote these four things. Within that framework, it's not that hard to say, this one is best for Josh and this one is the best for Simone and this one is the best for me. Um, so I think those are a couple places we could run immediately. Um, another one would be working on rewards programs and subscriptions programs, uh, which is a product we recently released. So it could be challenging to know like in a cannabis retailer, how much should I charge for a monthly subscription program? And how much should I be returning to the consumer for their subscription? Or at what level should I set reward tiers? And what should I be returning to the customer for their spend and how? And I think that those could be really powerful tools for resellers. Mm -hmm. Did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering also, uh, Simone, about the, the future of AI um, like where you think it might go. I, I think for me, the obvious one is um, looking at prompt chains. So instead mm -hmm. of just one prompt at a time, there's um, there's finally one, if you use Google uh, Chrome, then there's extensions on there. One of those extensions will allow you to have these uh, prompt chains. So you can add multiple prompts, uh, which is really nice instead of going one at mm -hmm. a time. The other thing I mentioned too is using AI in cannabis and, and automating the whole grow. I'm still waiting for a, 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 a all-inclusive. There's there's companies out there and they've been out there for a long time, but there's a world of um, help that they need. <laughs> so what, what what is your either future of cannabis expectation or AI crystal ball prediction? Mine is that because I usually work with more of the small businesses to maybe medium size and so that they are empowered to start really using it to understand who their target market is because I find that most small businesses aren't really even clear on that and that's the driver to all the marketing. I think that when companies and individuals and like executive management can really start embracing it and part and putting part of it, right? Not all of it into your business ecosystem. So focus on that one thing first and master it. They're going to make more money. They're going to be able to make a mark. They're going to be able to build a brand that is known in the cannabis industry that's known for hopefully decades to come. And I think that, you know, as Sam mentioned, like we're at the very beginning of it. And to be able to find that one person on your team that is your go-to person. So work with companies already building solutions based off of AI and then people that can help you. And I think the crystal ball for it, like in the next, wow, 10 years, because I'm not so much focused on the cultivation and all of the, actually the delivery of it. So from, well, hopefully at that point it's legalized. So now, now we're playing on the field that, okay, we don't have to worry about any of, any of the restrictions that current businesses have had that businesses actually can enjoy, like the business owners can enjoy their time more, that they're having the profit that they deserve, that the customers are actually coming, that from a like customer centric, emotional empathy, like that consumers are getting exactly the cannabis that they need and the education to come with it. Cause that was starkly missing when I was still in the United States is like having that experience with the bud tender to understand this is who I am. This is actually why I'm coming. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with it. The older people aren't. And so having a solution for AI that maybe somebody could have that conversation. It's part of the customer experience at the retail location. Wow. That to me is amazing. Cause then that solves a myriad of issues related to health and wellness and all that. So that would be my crystal ball. 
That would be amazing if you had a little tablet and it's just your assistant and it says, here's a couple email summaries. Here's some things that, you know, I yeah. need you to give approval on and here's the weather. Go enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> here's your day. Sam, what does what your um, future of cannabis look like and or AI crystal ball prediction? I think that um, the quality of AIs is really going to be based on how much and how clean the data is. So it's interesting that you pointed out that you can't really get a great like AI grower right now because there's so much going on with that plant that's not on the screen in, in the database. Um, so I think it'll be cool going forward if like imagine you can take out any app on your phone and instead of navigating to what you want, you just say like, I'm trying to buy this drink on Starbucks and then, you know, it pays for it and the thing's waiting there. Um, I think that'll be really cool to see how user experiences change with AI. Yeah. Behavioral changes and, and the way that we, you know, um, the way that we do things and, and all of that can be um, adjusted to, to your point, Sam, you mentioned like going into the store, like I go into the store every five, six days uh, and then they'll see me not going to the store because my product's not there. Um, so inventory control is still huge. AI needs to figure that out like ASAP so that you can actually market it because I have to go and drive past like half a dozen stores to go to the brand that I want because it's not around here. It's sold out in the first five days of the drop. And then I got to go to the remote locations to go and pick it up. So there's, there's definitely things that people could be using tools, engagement, um, all of that would be, um, better than what they're doing now. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in cannabis, like I think the best version of our marketing product is an AI that understands what success means to the retailer and understands how to get there. So like that means knowing when to message you, what to message you about, where, when and what aren't necessarily when you like to go. Maybe they're when you like to go. But part of that is understanding how much flexibility do I have to do as a consumer? Because it's better for me if you shop at night and it's better for me if you buy brand X instead of what? So can I get you there? Um, and an AI that does that um, and sort of runs a retailer's marketing program without the retailer having to engage with it that much except for be a consumer on their marketing program, I think it'd be really exciting. So working backwards from there um, will be a really fun a really fun road to follow. Agreed with that. Uh, Simone, you're out in Portugal, but uh, people can email you either by person or using AI uh, if they want to get <laughs> they want to get a hold please, of you. Please by person, because right. I've I created a Google. Um, that's why I think I didn't get. I lost some emails actually. I created a Google filter, so now I keep getting spammed by this one subject line. I'm over that subject line, so I filter that to go to somewhere. So please by email. Uh, I would love that. Okay. So, so, um, how can they get a hold of you though? Um, you got a few oh. things going on with money and mindset coach, the marketing and AI coach, the podcast. Uh, is there any and, one and way to. Yes, it's actually all freedom sun. So now it's all kind of lumped together because in the end, the whole goal is building wealth and you can build wealth through AI, through money management and through your mindset. So freedomsun.co and it's Simone, S I M O N E at freedomsun.co. Awesome. And connect me, connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Yep, I will have both of your LinkedIn contact and in, in down there. If people want to grab that. Sam Harris, co-founder Spring Big. How can they get a hold of you? Um, get at me on LinkedIn. Uh, if you're a retailer, go to springbig.com and join your local retailers texting program. They offer a subscription program. Subscribe, please. Yeah. Awesome. We will do that. 
But uh, I think with that, we're going to have to roll this one up. So I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out. And check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.